Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. one movement, one people, one family, and one glorious nation under God. And together, we will make America powerful again. We will make America wealthy again. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. And we will make America great again. Yes, we will. And it's thanks to you, brothers and sisters. You know, I've been involved in uh, political races because of my pro-life commitment uh, since 1994. But never in all the elections since then to now has I, have I ever smiled as deeply as I do when I hear intros like that or when I rally around people like President Trump or people like you. This is a new moment. This is a new constituency. This is a new movement. It's the greatest, as President Trump has said, political movement in our nation's history. And doesn't it just just energize you to the core? I mean, it just goes right to the heart of everything that we believe as Americans. And uh, that, of course, is based on everything we believe as Christians. I'm pro-life leader Frank Pavone. Welcome to Praying for America. We look at what's going on with the best light possible, the light of the Word of God. We don't just comment on the news, we pray over the news, and we've got a lot to comment on and pray over tonight. I'm going to start with Scripture as usual. We're going to talk a little bit about the Hunter Biden parking ticket. That's what it boils down to. The guy got a parking ticket. Meanwhile, he and his father belong in jail. And secondly, we're going to talk about the fact, now you know this as well as I do, but you know, we need to keep talking about why this is true, because we've got fellow citizens to convince, we've got fellow voters to convince and to encourage and to rally uh, around the kind of people we have to elect in the coming uh, election uh, of 2024, including the man whose picture is right there, President Trump. Okay, so that's what we're going to do here tonight. I welcome your comments. I can see them. You know, we have a little bit of a different setup here, a new setup here in our studio. And uh, and I can even put your comments here on the screen. Anthony is saying, uh, Biden is one of the greatest presidents. Where I think, Anthony, I think you got a little typo there, okay? Uh, you got a big typo there, actually. I, I got to highlight some of these people. Uh, here and uh, my oh my oh my oh my oh my where do you get that how (laughs) you kind of wonder where what planet these people are living on or which accomplishments uh uh you know i don't know uh yeah go it's 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 (laughs) okay let's go to the word of god here pray for people like this okay chapter five of ephesians says this starting in verse 6. Let no one deceive you with empty words. For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not associate with them. For at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. 
and try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of the things that they do in secret. But when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. For anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore it says, Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Look carefully, then, how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time, because the days are evil. Let us pray. Father, the days in America are evil, but we are not discouraged. The enemy is wild and on the prowl, but we are unafraid. Father, because we know we are in your hands, our founders entrusted this country to you, appealed to you as the judge of the universe, acknowledged you as the source of our rights, and humbly acknowledged that the government they were instituting was to be subject to you inasmuch as it existed to secure the rights granted to the people by you, their creator. Sovereignty resides in the people. And yet, Lord, we cannot govern ourselves unless we know the difference between right and wrong. We cannot govern ourselves unless we know the difference between light and darkness. We cannot move in a direction that is good for the nation unless we expose the works of darkness and help our fellow citizens to vote in such a way that leads us out of darkness and into light. Help us, Lord, in the light to recognize true and good leadership when we see it and to recognize bad leadership when we see it and enable us to call it out and to persuade others to reject it. We pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. Okay, so Hunter Biden got a parking ticket. It's basically the way to summarize this. Uh, constitutional law professor Jonathan Turley said what happened here with uh, 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 Hunter. It's an evasion of the more serious allegations facing Hunter Biden and the Biden family. Okay, there's the key verse, right? There's the key phrase. The Biden DOJ is clearing uh, this stuff away from uh, the Hunter landscape precisely because it's protecting Joe. Right. That's what's that's what's going on here. Turley goes on to say, I think for many, this is going to look like you ticketed the getaway driver after a bank robbery. So withheld taxes. Uh, let's see. Two misdemeanor tax charges uh, related to evading. Oh, one point two million dollars in taxes. That's no small amount. Entering into a probation agreement on a felony gun charge. If he fulfills the terms of the agreement, the gun charge will be dropped from his record. Okay, so he's got a plea deal going on. He's going to avoid any jail time. Oh, you mean they didn't uh, uh, heap on 400 years of jail sentence for the Bidens? Um, what's going on here? Meanwhile, 70-year-old, as Gary Bauer today points out, 70-year-old grandmothers who walked into the Capitol building in January of 2021 are doing time in the federal penitentiary. This is... You know, it's it's not enough to call it hypocrisy. It's not enough to call it a two-tiered system of justice. What this is is sheer 
unadulterated, arrogant power. It's tyranny is the word, not hypocrisy only, not two-tiered system of justice only. It's tyranny. It's Marxism. Those in political power care about nothing but the power. They don't care that they look hypocritical. They don't care that they, they can't answer why they're applying different standards. They don't care. You and I care. And so we use it as argumentation, and, and, and enough of our fellow citizens care when we point it out to them. So don't stop talking about it. But realize that those who are in power don't care. We're not, you know, when we bring these things up, by the way, we're not trying to persuade those that are holding the reins of tyranny right now. We're not trying to persuade them. We're trying to persuade our fellow citizens to vote them out of power. The argument is not with the person, with the Democrat who's in office. The argument is not with them. The argument is for uh, the people that uh, they should be representing, but they're not. It's for our fellow voters. All right. Uh, Senator Charles Grassley is demanding to know, okay, now that this has happened, uh, uh, what is the uh, federal... Um, uh, investigator, what the U.S. attorney, I should say, for Delaware, investigating in terms of the Bidens. What's still being investigated? Because some are saying, oh, this this puts to, to rest the uh, investigation. Otherwise, others are saying, no, no, no. The uh, Like the U.S. attorney in Delaware, the investigation is ongoing into Hunter Biden. Ongoing. You mean to tell me the laptop from hell is only going to yield two tax misdemeanors and an unrelated Gun charge? No, there's, uh, what about China, Ukraine, bribe? What about treason, Joe Biden? Treason. The man, listen, the man is guilty of treason. The man, the family, accepted millions and millions of dollars. It could be 5, 10, 20, 30. The investigation's not finished yet. But we know it happened. We've got enough evidence to know it happened. There's bank records. There's whistleblowers. There's eyewitnesses. There's stenographers who heard the conversation. There's tapes. We've got a man in the White House who's committed treason. This is not something to be taken lightly. And this is not just political talking points or partisan cheap shots. This is This goes to the core of who we are as Americans. Multiple Biden lies have been exposed by this, uh, this deal now that Hunter has cut. 2020, Biden claims that the Hunter laptop was Russian disinformation and the media backed him up. Wrong. Joe said he repeatedly that he never talked to Hunter about his business dealings. Wrong. Proven wrong. He repeatedly met with his business associates. And three, just a matter of weeks ago, the president said, Hunter, my son has done nothing wrong. Wrong. The guy's a liar. He shouldn't be in the White House. I don't think he's even going to going to be the nominee on the Democrat side, but people can differ in their evaluation of that. But the guy certainly doesn't, doesn't merit, never mind a second term, he doesn't merit being in office, nor can he fulfill adequately its demands. All right, let me transition here to something uh, different. Um, let's see here. 
Uh, da, 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 da. Okay. Let me see, excuse me for the little pause here, seeing your comments. Uh, let me put a couple of them up here. Sherry, we love Trump. Thank you. Uh, Sin Sin, good evening. All always looking forward to these broadcasts. Me too. I, pres I appreciate that. I appreciate your, your support and, uh, your, uh, and your love. Rhonda, thank you very much. We love you, Reverend Pavone. Appreciate that. Let me go to, uh, yes, Trump will win again. We, the people, choose him. He is innocent. We all know that. This is election interference. Yes, of the highest order. And that's what I want to uh, uh, talk about a little bit. Um, <laughs> Anthony's not too popular here on the, uh, the chat here tonight. Uh, let's see here. Deb is asking an important question. How can we fight the crimes what Hunter Biden, uh, along with his dad, have done since it has been stacked against us from the start? Okay, this, this uh, transitions well into what I'm about to say. How do we fight it? It's the election. We are not going to get justice as long as as the Democrats are in power. Now, pressure from the people means a lot. And I think there's a certain zone where enough pressure from enough citizens and, and where things sometimes become so absolutely irrefutable that even the lamestream media has to give it some acknowledgement. It could get to a point like that. I mean, public pressure and irrefutable evidence really coming to light can in fact move things even under a corrupt administration whereby uh, action has to be taken. But I wouldn't count on it. Any kind of action uh, from this DOJ to set things right or to punish the wrongdoers is not in the cards. But the pressure from the people is building. People are waking up. And we've got an army right here with us right now. All of you are, are, you're not sitting back doing nothing. And that means something. And that leads to victory in the elections. Now, we're on these programs between, believe me, between now and, and, and November 5th of 2024, we are going to be on top of this with the elections and getting, getting done what we have to get done here for America. But the point is, why is the other side now so absolutely out of control with hatred and trying to do everything possible to keep President Trump and any Republican, for that matter, out of office? Very simply this, that it's not going to be just a victory for their political opponents. It's going to mean punishment for them. Now, we've got to actually, we've got a situation here where the two presumptive nominees for the presidential um, election are both facing the prospect that if the other guy gets in, they can end up in jail. And it's not just them, but all the people associated with them. You think that President Trump is joking or bluffing when he says he's going to obliterate the deep state? 
he knows now even more than he knew the first time around. He always says this. I never realized how deep the deep state is. But I know now who the people are and where they are. And we're all coming to know all the stuff that's been done. It's going to get punished only if the right people get elected. That's how we fight against it is to make sure our people get into office. It's as simple as that. And then once they are in office, well, this is one of the reasons why this, this election is, we haven't even seen the intensity uh, that this is, going to, uh, this is going to bring forth. We haven't even seen the intensity. I mean, my own story is part of the intensity. It was because of anti-Trump forces within the Catholic Church that they they told me back in December, oh, but you can't function as a priest anymore. Oh, okay, guys, all right. I know exactly what's motivating. I have a clear conscience. I sleep fine at night. <laughs> no, I didn't do anything wrong. I did everything right. We're backing the right people, and we're going to speak our mind. You know, you're not you're not healthy if you can't speak your mind. You, you you're not you're not even being an integral human being if you can't say what you mean, mean what you say. So the intensity is only going to get worse because the other side realizes that losing an election in this case means that they are going to face criminal penalties for all the garbage that they've been doing since 2015. And in, that's what I want to lead into here, my main uh, point for tonight is very simply this. President Trump is going to win the nomination because if anybody thinks on our side or on the other side that these indictments, and there'll be more coming, there'll be at least two more, one out of, out of Georgia with this stuff about the phone call about the election, find me the votes, and perfectly, perfectly legitimate thing to say when you're trying to say, in other words, all the votes should be counted. And secondly, the thing out of uh, Washington, D.C., with the uh, peacefully and patriotically uh, make your views known in D.C. Yeah, so he didn't incite any, any riots or anything. Brothers and sisters, more indictments will come. But if anybody thinks for one minute that this is going to make those who are already supporting President Trump turn against him, I don't think so. In fact, I think they're living in some kind of alternate reality. Somebody who agrees with uh, what I just said is um, Charlie Cook of Cook Political. Now, I've, I've often recommended on this program cookpolitical.com because one of the things we do here is we recommend good sources for you to keep on top of election developments, as so many of you do so well already. Uh, 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 but we all are here to share resources, share ideas. And cookpolitical.com, utilize that for good commentary about the dynamics of the election. These are real experts on there. And it's a, it's a very reasonable subscription rate to get onto. You can get certain things for free, but uh, other articles, you know, you have to be a subscriber. But I encourage you to do it. It's, a, it's, a, it's well worth the, the, uh, the minimal cost uh, uh, of doing it. And I don't have any financial connections with them. But, but cookpolitical.com. So Charlie Cook comes out with this uh, article up there now just from a, a few days ago. Let me basically go through the points that he makes here. Just because something is big news, he says, that doesn't mean it's going to have a big impact. So the big news, of course, about the Trump indictment, uh, well, you know, there was big news about Trump all along, ever since he first declared. Let's go back to October 2016. Remember the release of the Access Hollywood tape with his remarks about women? Oh, but his support among Republicans has been impervious. 
then and through all the other fake garbage thrown at him until now. Negative stories which would have really harmed or stopped anybody else in the political world, but not him. If anything, the attacks launched on him galvanize his support. We've all seen this time and time again. So prior to the indictment, this last indictment, three quarters of Republicans viewed Trump favorably and only a fifth unfavorably. We shouldn't assume at this point that those numbers are going to change because just about any Republican who has stuck with him so far, and many who are independents sticking with him so far, and even crossover Democrats who have some sanity and have the ability to recognize great leadership when it's staring them in the face, those who have stuck with him so far are very unlikely to abandon him now because we've seen all the garbage. In fact, as I mentioned yesterday, and I mentioned several times before, if you have events unfold that reinforce what people already think about a particular political figure, that doesn't hurt the political figure. It helps them. What, what hurts is that if something comes out that makes a person change their view completely about the person in question, right? That's what, what you got to try to change people's perception of the, of the individual. But we already see President Trump as somebody who, with all these investigations, they didn't find anything. With all these accusations, there's no crime identified. There's never any harm identified. Let me, let me use that just as a parenthesis to expand on something I said last night. What did he do with these documents? He didn't sell them. He didn't destroy them. He didn't show them to the nation's enemies. What did he do with them? Where's the harm? Where's the harm? Dick Morris was talking about this the other day. He invoked a, a scripture passage. You know, this passage which says, death, where is thy victory? Where is thy sting? And he says, you know, well, we can ask, you know, about the indictment. Where is thy sting? What, not only the sting in terms of it doesn't harm Trump, it only, it only increases his support, but, but I ask the question, what, exactly what did he do with any kind of documents? Okay, I, ask, I challenge people on this question. Where's the harm? Identify for me the harm that has been done to the United States of America. Identify for me the harm that has been done to the safety and security of your nation by anything that President Trump did with any documents. This is why it shouldn't even be a case. We go after, in this country, we can't tire of repeating this, we go after crimes in search of the people who committed them. It's got to be a clear crime first. Instead, what's happening with President Trump, and this is why the more, go ahead, bring more indictments. There's only going to be more of the same. It's going after a person in search of a crime. Let's just keep throwing things at him, see what sticks. That's not how you do justice in America. That's how you do it in communist, Marxist dictatorships. But that's not America. You see, and that's why rallying around President Trump is becoming synonymous very simply with rallying around American freedom. This making sense? So Charlie uh, Cook goes on here to say, not rallying behind him, whatever his failings, I was talking about how we on the, on the Trump side look at this, would make them traitors with the result of handing power over to Democrats. Now, he talks about <clears throat> Trump's rivals for the nomination. They're in an impossible situation because in order to win, they have to defeat 
Trump. But that is completely incompatible with the demands of the vast majority of the very people whose votes that they need to win. So it's an impossible situation here. And then for those, of course, who will who will try to identify themselves with Trump policies and what the Trump administration accomplished, and many of these rivals were in one way or another associated with the administration. Well, how can you make the argument that, hey, vote for me because I was part of the Trump administration when you've got the man himself? It it, it shouldn't even be a primary. I don't want to say, I I, I mean, I have all the respect in the world for those that are choosing a different person in the primary. Don't get me wrong. We we have a primary for a reason. But Trump's opponents are really in a in a very, very, uh, as Charlie Cook says here, very, very, uh, he calls it an impossible situation. Okay. The party has changed. That's what he goes on to say. Both parties have changed. Key, uh, key point in this article is that political parties are not static. They are dynamic realities. And uh, they, they are not static, and the GOP has changed, and he talks about demographic changes. And listen, demographic changes are real, and that means that this is not the party. You know, people think, oh, how are these indictments going to affect uh, uh, President Trump? This is not the party that nominated. There are uh, people in the past like Reagan and the Bushes and, and uh, John McCain. It, it, this is not the same party anymore. The demographics have changed, but also... Our culture has changed, and and this is something I want to add to the observations that are in this article. What has changed from from those days to now that affects Republican uh, politics is the disconnect. In fact, not just the disconnect, but the ever-increasingly clear war that has been waged on our values and beliefs and our freedom itself by our modern-day culture and institutions. And and I say that this is a factor because what we're interested in here is not what kind of indictments a leader has, but whether he can be an effective leader to protect us from these attacks. If you're under attack and somebody comes to rescue you, or you're stuck in a down in a well, or, or, or you fell into some sinkhole. What are you going to be concerned about regarding the people who come to save you? Or if you're under attack, the people who are coming to protect you? You're going to be concerned about one thing: can they do it effectively? Right? Put yourself in those situations. Or you're in a medical emergency. Are they do, are they going to do their job effectively? Or are you concerned with uh, how many curse words they use, how many mean, how mean they are in their tweeting, uh, what religious beliefs they do or don't have, how many times they've been married, or even whether they're under indictment? You, 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 when you're in dire need for help, you want to know one thing: Is this person going to be able to rescue me? And that's exactly where we're at in our nation and in our culture. And this is exactly how President Trump is campaigning. We, and that's why how he explains also why he's willing to undergo the endless attacks that he knows he will continue to face. He puts it very simply. We have a country to save. And I can do it. And he's the only one who can say with confidence that he can do it because he already did it. In this position. Many of the people who are running against them have done it in other positions, but other positions are not the position they're running for now. 
He's the only one running for the position where he already has the benefits of incumbency without technically being the current incumbent. It's an interesting situation. There's only one other president, Grover Cleveland, who got elected non-consecutively for a second term. So we got this strange situation of, you see, and this is, again, works to the advantage of Trump because he's got the benefit of incumbency with a fantastic record running against, let's presume for a moment it's, it's Biden, running against somebody who has a terrible record as president. By the way, you didn't have that last time around in 2020. He just had his, his record as senator. He didn't have any record as president. Now we've seen how capable he is of ruining the country. And it's all on his shoulders, right? It's all on him. It's Biden's baggage. Whenever Americans feel like, hey, you know, I'm worse off now than I was four years ago, that's the key question. You're better off now or you're better off when the border was secure, when the economy was flourishing, when the, 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 uh, the vets were being handled, our religious freedom was secure. Are you, are you better off then or are you better off now? But it's all on Biden. If, 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 if so, so President Trump has a double advantage here. Incumbency, the incumbency effect I'm talking about. Yeah, he held the office and he did it successfully. Plus the absolutely terrible situation that the current incumbent has put us in. We want someone who's going to effectively protect our freedom to live and hand on our values. And voters care more about that than whether the person, him or herself, is living out those values. We care more about the fact that they're actually going to lead this nation and set the country on the course of embracing those values. And many people are... You know, they'll badmouth President Trump and, 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 and talk about his character in a way that he, he doesn't deserve at all because his character uh, is, uh, is not the, um, what, what so many people, so many people judge him is what I'm trying to say. They judge him and they say negative things about him, not understanding the generous, kind integrity that he does have. He absolutely, I mean, I have been privileged to, in my own interactions uh, with him, but with people who interact with him far, far more than I do and who know him as friend and have worked with him as close colleagues, I talk with a lot of them. And they know and they, and they convey to a person the integrity that this man has, the sincerity, the honesty, the courage, the compassion, the kindness Story after story after story. If you just learn about him. And so the attacks about his character are so unfair. Uh, you and I wouldn't want to be judged that way. But the point even goes beyond that. It's a question of protecting those very values in public life. That's what people are more concerned about. Uh, the article goes on to point out that, uh, you know, the um, Democrat Party has changed a lot as well. But the Republican Party has become more muscular and pugilistic, Cook says, in its temperament, more isolationist in its approach to foreign policy, right? But this readiness to fight, this is what, and this is what we need now more than ever. The party has become more fight-worthy 
And that's what we need. And President Trump teaches that the Democrat Party has become more uh, left wing. Those calling themselves very liberal in the Democrat Party rose 10 points from 19 to 29% over the last decade or so. The number of those describing themselves as liberal rose by 12 points. So you see these changes, and Democrat voters have become far more radical in things like abortion, affirmative action, climate change, and immigration, while Republicans on those issues have not moved uh, hardly at all. So in summary, Charlie Cook says, anyone expecting the indictments to trigger an epiphany among Republicans, causing them to turn against Trump, is probably going to be really disappointed. Now, he then goes on to say, as far as the impact it'll have on the general election, that's going to very much depend on the 5 to 15% of the public who are true independents. And to them, we have to appeal not so much about what's happening to President Trump as we do to, again, that question of an incumbent with a tremendous record versus an actual resident of the White House now with a horrible record. And when were things better for us? Okay. Um, Many, many good comments. Let me just put a few of them up here before we finish. Hello, Father, and all friends gathered here tonight. I live in the state of Massachusetts. I pray to make this state a red state. Thank you for that. You know, we want, when we fight for freedom, we fight on every square mile of America. Every square mile. There's none of it that we want to give over to the left-wing people. So those of you that cannot move out of blue states, because sometimes you got to move out of blue states for your own safety, sanity, uh, survival, and that of your family and education of your family. There's a lot of different factors to weigh. But those of you that are in these states and staying in these states and fighting in these states, listen, any place can change eventually. Uh, But don't put yourself and your family in danger in the midst of doing it because these Uh, Blue states are becoming um, worse and worse and worse. Elaine, thank you for that comment. We will make America great again. Trump 2024. Uh, God, we trust you to bring us through. Jim is saying uh, absolutely. Um, Absolutely. That's what our founders trusted in as well. And we are uh, putting ourselves right in their shadows. Um, Hey, Brooklyn, thank you very much. Your energy is amazing. Thanks so much for all that you do. Well, let me tell you, we've only just begun and I get my energy from you folks uh, out there. I travel around, you know, traveling around. I'm going to be at Ralph Reed's conference at the end of this week, uh, uh, Road to Majority. I'm sure many of you have been there. Maybe I'll see some of you there. Um, And uh, Ralph Reed and and, uh, then I'll be in and I'll be at the National Right to Life Convention the day before. National Right to Life on Thursday in Pittsburgh. Ralph Reed on uh, Friday in, uh, no, I'm sorry. I'll be in Pittsburgh on Friday for National Right to Life Saturday for Ralph Reed's conference um, in D.C. And then uh, celebrating the reversal of Roe v. Wade on Saturday as well. That'll be the one-year anniversary of the uh, uh, Dobbs decision. That reversed uh, Roe v. Wade. Okay, let me just see if there's any other 
Char West, thank you very much. Yes, right. It's tyranny. Listen, we know the difference. We can recognize tyranny when we see it, and uh, uh, we have got to uh, we have got to fight that. Um, let's see anything else here that we uh, can comment on the DC swamp. Oh yes, that's what we're dealing with. The DC swamp. Elaine says is deep, dark, and stinks too high heaven. Um, one of you is also asking, can this go to the Supreme Court? And uh, Deb, uh, interesting question. Uh, of course, the Supreme Court can only respond to actual cases that are brought before the court. The court can't, um, you know, obviously uh, step in to resolve problems. Not that that's what you're what you're saying, um, but uh, it all depends on what kind of legal challenges are brought against whom. Uh, can, are there certain issues here that could be? Uh, ripe for Supreme Court considerations? Well, I think that ultimately, as we see the tyranny that has unfolded, uh, certain reforms might suggest themselves. Some might be legislative reforms. Some may have to be constitutional reforms. And, you know, we've had on this program Mark Meckler with the Con Convention of States. Uh, it's one of the provisions of our Constitution to limit the power of federal government, the Convention of States. You know, it, it, it may be more something like that, uh, which is another avenue besides a Supreme Court case that could resolve some of the, the, the tyranny that we find. But the Supreme Court is cutting into the tyranny. I, I commented in uh, some recent programs about a couple of cases that uh, uh, came down uh, recently that uh, defend our freedom. Uh, the, uh, gets into technical things like the definition of, of waters of the United States, you know, when the government tried to take somebody's uh, property. And, 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 and the, the, the Supreme Court, if a case can be created that is an actual dispute where people's rights are being violated and can go up through the court system, sure. Uh, some of the issues, I think, connected with um, what we are talking about uh, could indeed end up there. Um, okay. All right. Um, wish I had time to go through each and every one of these, uh, uh, each and every one of these questions and comments, but you're all great. Thank you very much. We'll be live again tomorrow night. And by the way, some of you are watching me on endabortion.tv or on my social media, which is at FR Frank Pavone. Uh, I'll be coming live again in another 20 minutes for another program about the reversal of Roe v. Wade. So if you're interested in that, uh, tune in. And uh, that, as I say, will be on the endabortion.tv and the related platforms at FR Frank Pavone. It won't be a part of the Right Side Broadcasting. But we're grateful to Right Side for giving us this time uh, with all of you. And we'll be back live again tomorrow night. Let's offer now the Lord's Prayer, keeping in mind everybody's prayer intentions. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Friends, at FR Frank Pavone, and please support our work. You know, we're a ministry that we're saving lives every day from the tragedy of abortion. We're, we're, we're advocating for America, advancing freedom, resisting tyranny, educating people, broadcasting, traveling, speaking. Support our work. We rely only on people like you. We don't get these big government grants or any of that, any of that stuff. 
ProLifeGift.org is where you can go to support us. ProLifeGift.org. Please consider sending us a little support, you know, especially in the summertime. Uh, all, all organizations, uh, charities experience a little bit of a downturn in the summertime and not ideal at this particular juncture. So let's keep going strong, supporting one another. I'm praying for you. My whole team is, and we will talk to you again tomorrow. God bless you. And thank you for joining me tonight. Hello, I'm Evangelist Alveda King. Our team at Priest for Life produces many books, pamphlets, audio and video presentations, and other resources to help you protect the unborn. I invite you today to visit our online store at ProLifeProducts.org and see the many helpful resources you can get for yourself, your pro-life group, and your church. God bless you. Priests for Life, saving lives for over 30 years. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.